What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome back to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin Tigalit. We're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today, we have the honor and privilege to speak with Gerardo Schufler. He was born in Brazil, but was raised here in Cincinnati. Gerardo is capable of speaking three different languages, Spanish, Portuguese, and English. Upon graduating from the Seven Hills School, Gerardo attended the University of Cincinnati where he obtained his bachelor's degree in sports administration, accompanied by minors in marketing and business administration. Recently, Gerardo was promoted to group's account executive with the 2021 NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Gerardo, how are you doing today? Austin, man, I'm great. How are you doing? You know, I was really trying hard not to mess that up. Everyone who knows me, who has probably been on this podcast, knows mm-hmm. that when I do intros, I probably fuck up like at least two or three times before I get it right. So yeah, yeah, I was that's like, so. I almost fumbled on like when I said 2021 because I like questioned yeah. myself, but yeah, that was literally just last year. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. But thank you for the the warm welcome with that, man. Seriously, it's an honor to be on this podcast. We were we were talking about it a little earlier, but you've been going around this podcast for how many years now? About one, a year and a half. It'll wow. be two years in January. So hey, congrats, man. I'm super happy for you. Seriously. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see like how I can continue to grow it and make it bigger than what I'm doing now. Um, but I have to have time to just settle down a little bit because I'm always on the go. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But hey, you're you're sticking to what you're passionate about. I respect that a lot. I appreciate it. So let's just hop straight into this, man. So what is your story? Yeah, uh, great question, man. So I think we can turn this back to, you know, just my childhood in itself. Like growing up was not easy for me just because my parents both worked. They, uh, my dad worked for Procter and Gamble and, um, we got shipped around a ton, like for his job. It's so easy to say, Hey, if you're not willing to move to a different country, we'll find someone else that will. Right. So ultimately I got to travel around a ton. Um, it it goes, (laughs) so I think an easy way to explain it is my tattoo. So I was born in Brazil. I moved to Belgium. I moved to the U S moved back to Brazil, moved to Panama. Now I'm back here in the U S. Um, so a lot of countries for a guy that's only been around for 24 years. And, um, we were just talking about this before the podcast started, but I, went to high school in three different high schools out of the four years. So three different countries, three high schools, four years of high school is, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle, but ultimately it did shape me into the guy that I am today. Um, learning all of these different languages, being able to meet friends all around the world. Uh, those are the people that help motivate me, help push me to become a better guy every single day. And ultimately once I got into high school uh, at Seven Hills, funny enough, I learned so much about myself during the senior year. I mean, I'm sure you felt it too, like being able to go through senior year uh, and really kind of discover yourself. Uh, 
tried something out that I've never done before, which it's pretty cliche, but ultimately I played soccer my entire life. And, um, during the spring semester of high school, uh, senior year, I tried lacrosse. And that for me was one of the big stepping stones into shaping who I am because, once I played lacrosse, my head coach has been my mentor, like my rock, everything that I go to uh, in life, I'll go to him. And I'm sure that you can relate to that too, growing up playing sports. Yeah, you know, like you're speaking like words because like my soccer coach from high school, uh, Tom Haggard, uh, shout out to Tom. Uh, yeah. He is actually my mentor and I literally go to him like for literally everything, like the yeah. small things in life. I'm just like, yeah, like I just bought my car. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like oh, I, that's it's, awesome. It's crazy. So it's just, it's crazy. That uh, that lacrosse program in itself was just built on great culture because we all were on a boat where we wanted to be a better team. We wanted to really become great men more than mm-hmm. anything um, on the field, off the field, that kind of stuff. And every single day, so being completely transparent, I wasn't great at it when I first started, but that's because I've never played the sport before. And every single day I showed up with the goal in my head of I'm going to be the hardest worker in this room. Like I'm going to be the hardest worker day in and day out to make sure that I can compete with these guys. And towards the end of the season, I got pretty decent at it. Like I I started to make my way up in the lineup. I started to catch the coach's eyes because ultimately no one else was doing the amount of work that I was putting in. And that's something that I pride myself on to this day is Everywhere I go, I have that goal, that mentality in my head of I'm going to control what I can't control. I'm going to go ahead and be the best that I can be. And it, like I said, it's so cliche to say a sport that it has helped shape you in life, but that one ultimately was a stepping stone for me. Um, and then uh, once I got to my tail end of senior year, knew that I wanted to work in sports, knew that that was the route that I wanted to take because I don't want to be working in any organization, any company that I'm not happy. I'm not passionate mm-hmm. about. And once I got to my senior year, I, I picked up all the, the pieces and said, you know what, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be working in sports. I want to be the guy in a, in an industry. Right. Uh, made my way into an internship with FC Cincinnati. And then ultimately that was another stepping stone to lead me to a dream job. Uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Thank you for the shout out, by the way, 2021 NBA champs, still the defending champs when we're recording this podcast. <laughs> for a little bit longer. I feel like the Celtics actually might pull it off. So I I can't, uh, I mean, they're a great team. They're really, I know really- it's like hard to say, cause like you never know. Like I feel like with golden state, like they've always been like that team. And like, they're also like coming back, like Clay's not fully clay. Um, He's still coming off of that injury. So it's kind of like, you have to, I weigh in those factors, but I kind of like the weirdest part about it is on ESPN, right? They have like this BPI or something Mm -hmm. index that says the percentage for what team has going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the Celtics winning it at 88% which to me is like, I would never set it like that, you know, that high into one percentage. Like, I just feel like it's completely, um, you know. I feel like like, it can go either way any night because like, I feel like game one, like the Celtics, yes, they won, but then you had like 
Golden State come back and like blow them out by like 30. So it's like, it's interesting to see, but like, there's one thing I want to harp on. It's kind of like what you were talking about a little bit before is how you always want to strive to be the best version of yourself. And it kind of reminds me of like what my mentors kind of always like instilled in me and you got it from your coach. And I feel like you've learned that from your coach. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my boys at the soccer team now is I want to instill what my coach instilled in me and into that program. But one thing he always told me was he was like, I don't care what job you do. I don't care if you're a janitor. I don't care what you're doing. You're going to be the best damn janitor is. And you just give people like you don't want to give people a reason to talk bad about you. So it's always putting that best foot forward. And I think that's what like I've always admired about you uh, just because like seeing you at FC Cincinnati and seeing your work ethic and like the the job you put in is like you weren't afraid to like wear many different hats and I think that shows character and that's just who you are and it's yeah. just truly inspiring so I give you props Thank for that because not a lot of people would go above and beyond the way you're supposed to especially working in sports Start from the bottom. <laughs> yes, my first season at FC Cincinnati, I was handing out flyers, and to the point of the the janitor, right? I was, I'll give myself credit. I think I was the best flyer hander in the in the industry, right? Like I, uh, it's it's one of those things where we have such a short time in our lives. You never know when when could be your last day, right? Mm-hmm. Like we speak all the time with tragic news articles that come out. Um, different athletes, you know, different people all over the world. Like that's something that you really have to consider whenever you're going into the professional field. It's like, why wouldn't you try to be the best at what you can do? Right. Like, why wouldn't you go out there and show everyone like, Oh, Austin, he's the hardest worker in the room. Oh, Austin, he's like the best guy I know. Right. Like that for me has always been my mentality when it comes down to it. It's like the perception you want people to see is like, you're, giving, I tell people all the time, like, especially like my athletes is like, you're not only a representation of you, but your representation of like your company. So it's kind of, it's interesting to see how people's work ethic like comes into play. And I'm just like, I feel like I've always been competitive and I've always wanted to be the best. (laughs) So it's always like, what can I do to get, but let's kind of like talk about this FC Cincinnati thing. Cause you were there from like the beginning. So most people probably don't, know the history of fc cincinnati like they were very quick to come into the mls and you were there every step of the way so like how did you do it man uh great question i'm thinking back to i believe it was my freshman year or sophomore year of college i uh started off with a couple of intro classes to sport administration and i remember one of the things that i caught on really quick was that they always spoke about someone from UC that would be like the face of the program. You know, mm-hmm. that was this thing was, Oh, you know, um, just for reference here. I, I remember one of my classes, they spoke really highly of this Reds employee who went to UC. Right. And I just remember like every single class that I would go to, they would keep saying his name, his name, his name. And ultimately I started thinking to myself, like, if I want to get to a guy's level like that, I've got to start now. Like I have to start networking myself to other people. So I went from professor to professor to professor and ultimately it led me to the Dean of my college. Um, 
So having meeting after meeting, I was just asking people left and right, like, Hey, what's, what's the best resource that I can use for, you know, getting to getting, climbing the ladder. That mm-hmm. was all I wanted was climb the ladder. Um, and this guy said, Hey, you know, I, I've got a contact for you not sure if it's going to lead you to anything, but try shooting him an email, see what it goes, where it goes from there. Sent the guy the email and it was so funny because I, uh, I recognized the last name and I was like, Oh, they, they probably have a lot of people with that last name. Um, scheduled a meeting with him, went to his office and keep in mind, like you've, you've been in the FC Cincinnati office when it first started though. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember showing up and the place had no security guards, no nothing, like no one to even buzz you in. Right. So I had to call the guy who I was setting the meeting with and he had to come down the elevator, let me in like himself. And as soon as we walk in, I'm like, Oh my God, I, I might die here. Like, did I set up a (laughs) guy because there are boxes everywhere. There's no logo of FC Cincinnati. I know nothing. Like it looked like um, someone was just moving into a brand new house almost Uh, took me up the elevator. And once we start talking, I, I think to myself, I know this guy from somewhere there, like, there's no way I don't. And then when we start talking, he starts asking me questions. He goes, yeah. So where did you go to high school? I go, well, well, I've been to a bunch of different high schools, three years, three different countries. Uh, But for my senior year, I went to seven Hills and he goes, oh, okay, that's cool. You said seven Hills. And I go, yeah, seven Hills. And he goes, my brother actually goes to school there. And I go, no way, what's his name? And so we found out that his brother was one of my lacrosse uh, teammates and one of my best friends to this day. Uh, And it was just so funny because I had heard about this guy. I had had known his name, but I just thought that it was a very common last name. Yeah. And I've been to his house before for dinners and like parties and all that kind of stuff. And I, I laughed and I said, I've like met your entire family before, except for you. Like, I, I can't believe that you are the older brother. Um, so ultimately it was, a, it was a funny story. We, we laughed it off. And then he gave me an internship with FC Cincinnati as a marketing intern, started off as a marketing intern. Um, and it's like, I told you, you know, I, I always had a goal in the back of my head of, okay, this is what I want to do to get to the front office. Mm-hmm. Um, so had to start somewhere. They, uh, made me hand out flyers my first season. And then it was just about climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder every single year. Um, Once the first season ended of being pretty much handing out flyers and keeping tabs of, you know, halftime shootout, um, ball kids, that kind of stuff, climbed the ladder and got myself a paid internship. So the paid internship, I made it my mission to be a yes man. So that was just being able to, say, Hey, can we get someone volunteering? Yep. Got it. Hey, can we have someone working extra hours? Yep. That's me. Hey, can we have someone? Yep. Me. So I was always the guy that was the most reliable on the team. And then, like I said, it's, it's climbing the ladder. After that, I got myself working in the front office as uh, the street team coordinator for a semester. And Mm -hmm. And the pandemic hit. So yep. that was good old, good old Corona. <laughs> good old Corona. Um, but that was a big, a big uh, roadblock, I would say, because I put all my chips into one basket. Mm-hmm. I was so confident on getting a full time job with FC Cincinnati 
that the pandemic hit and it had me pretty much thinking like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do? Um, and so, yeah, you know, it, it was about starting from the bottom again and figuring it out and trying to climb the ladder again. I, I like to call it the, the totem pole because the people that got laid off from sports, they have so much more experience than a guy like me who's coming mm-hmm. fresh out of college. So I had to climb my totem pole. And again, it was a lot, a lot of work, but ultimately FC Cincinnati was very generous enough to offer me another part-time job. It was in sales. So something I had never done before. Um, and I, once I started there, I made it my mission again to outwork every single person that was in the office. And ultimately it led me to my job today. Well, I think this is wild. Cause I, I totally feel like your whole story because <laughs> just like working and starting from the bottom, like I did an internship led to a part-time job and then literally like COVID happened and you just get in your head. You're just like, damn, did I really just do all this work just I mean, for it to be gone? I it mean, was... dude, it sucked because I had my girlfriend at the time, my, uh, my parents even were thinking, Hey, like, have you considered looking elsewhere have you considered like other jobs mm-hmm. that's involved in sports um and i said no because i knew what i wanted to do i i i knew my agenda and i knew i wouldn't be happy if i wasn't working in sports i knew that mm-hmm. it had to be done one way or another and i was going to get there myself i think like what kind of helped me through the whole pandemic was like i always had like apple like to fall back on. Um, it was like my crutch. So like, even when the pandemic happened, like I still had that as like a source of income. So like, it was like, I didn't have to necessarily stress, but then I was just like, I did not go to school and get my master's degree just to work at Apple. Like no knock to Apple. Like Apple was a great working like company and I loved working there, but I was just like, damn, like, how do I get this? And then when I got to the point where I was just like, the timing just didn't line up for me. And like, I think back now, like when I see how like my journey has unfolded, how like when I left, then like positions like opened up at FC Cincinnati. But I was just right. like, there's a reason for everything. <laughs> everything That's the mental. Yeah, everything happens the way it's supposed to. And who's to say like maybe one day in the future, like I don't end up back there. Like you never know what can happen, but yeah, it's just kind of taking everything one day at a time but kind of want to hop into this next segment here because I'm kind of interested to see how this kind of takes a turn. So we talked about you growing up and just traveling and being in different countries and then going to school and your journey with FC Cincinnati to where you are now. But my question for you is just with everything that you've been through, uh, what is it that truly inspires you? But more importantly, what is it that ignites your why? It's a great, uh, hey, that's a good, great question. Great question. Uh, (laughs) I would say my friends more than anything. They're the ones that ignite my why. You know, growing up, they've always been the thing that has stayed constant in my life. Um, For me, I consider my friends, my close friends, my family more than anything. Like, shout out to my friends in Cincinnati because those people are my rock. Like, hands down, would not be where I'm at today without their constant support, without them just 
always being there for me, always being able to talk through the worst parts of my life. And, you know, they've, they've seen it all from me. They've seen me cry. They've seen me get mad. They've seen like every little bit in peace because, you know, sometimes you do have a filter with your family. Like I know that it's different for everyone, but for me, I, I definitely do have a filter with my family. Um, but with my friends, it's where I feel the most natural, the most mm-hmm. like, like myself, you know? Um, and again, even with my current friends in Milwaukee, like I consider them my family too. My coworkers, my staff, they, they have all helped me out so much. And it's crazy to see the different similarities that go along with uh, your friends with, from different States. Right. But, you know, everyone has been so supportive in my life. Everyone has made me believe in myself. So for me, it's ultimately my why to make them proud, mm-hmm. to continue to be the best version of myself, to continue to be the hardest worker in the room, to continue to be everything that they see in me and more. It's funny how you say that because I, I felt everything that you were saying because I feel like yeah. my relationships with my friends are completely different than like my family. Like I love my family to death, but there are just certain things where you just feel more comfortable expressing to like a friend, which is weird because it's, I feel like it's the bond that you kind of like create over time because I feel like with friends, like you're both, like it's reciprocated. Like you're not only just opening up to them, but they're also sharing the same thing where sometimes with like family, it's just like, it's a different dynamic, like friends and family, like they can intertwine and I feel like friends can become family, but you just have a different bond and that connection is just so different. I I've pondered on that for such a long time. Like, why is it? And I think to myself, why do I feel like I have a filter with my family? Why do I feel like I'm so natural whenever I'm, I'm around my friends? Right. Um, and I still haven't really been able to pinpoint an answer because it, I mean, it might be like you said, you know, you, you find people that you want to relate to, you want mm-hmm. to have bond with. Right. And I think that's probably the reason that it comes, it comes down to that, honestly, but I still like, it's so weird. I, I can't even, no, I get it. I feel like sometimes it could just be like, you're afraid of like what they'll think. Like maybe, maybe, maybe like you don't want them to like overreact or like, maybe you don't want them to like look at you differently, but like, yeah. even though family like wouldn't look at you differently, it's just like, it's like a mental battle. I feel yep. like, um, yeah. I feel like it's just something where, mentally you're just like in your head and you're just like, I feel more comfortable doing X, Y, Exactly. Exactly. It's like, who's there at three o'clock in the morning? (laughs) My friend. Well, my parents, when they pick me up, but (laughs) (laughs) exactly, exactly. No, I, I was about to say like, it's wild because if I am my dog, by the way, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think when it comes down to an issue that I'm having, like a life crisis, I'm going to my friends 110% of the time. Like I'm going to them for pieces of advice, anything like that, but love my family to death at the same time, you know? So it's, it's just a weird dynamic that I have with stuff like that. No, I feel it. I feel like it's situational. It's situational exactly. based. Situation. Like there are certain situations where I'm like, I need my parents. Like, or it's like, oh, like I need like my brother or there's like, eh, like this, I can go to my friends. Like it just, it's very situational based and I totally get where you're coming from. And I feel like it's completely normal. 
Yeah, agreed. agreed. <laughs> so we kind of talked about like everything from a sense of like pandemic um, and everything that kind of just turned our world kind of upside down. The last three years have been fucking insane. <laughs> I feel like we can say that like for everyone, whether it's been good or bad. Uh, but how have you just been taking care of yourself mentally? Yeah, um, I think that getting this job in Milwaukee has been a blessing. You know, it has been the best thing that's happened to me because I I took a leap of faith. I really did. You know, my old manager, uh, Tom, when I first started here in Milwaukee, he was, you know, such a big advocator for mental health. Uh, everyone, all the managers on the Bucks have been such big advocators for mental health. And they made me feel welcomed over there. Like I could talk to any manager about anything. And that goes across the board. You know, like our our managers here have really made it so that it's a welcoming environment for mental health. And I think that has helped me out so much this past year because I've been able to go up to my managers and be like, hey, I'm anxious. Like, can we just talk for a second? And just talking from there has been great because that that's how I work with my anxiety is I need to talk to people. I need to get the reassurance from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going back to a few years back, three years ago, I, I was in the worst mental state of my life, like the pandemic hitting uh, me graduating from UC, just all in all, it was tough because I never felt anxiety up until three years ago. And oh my God, I still remember my sister and I growing up, she would deal with anxiety as a kid. Um, And I just remember that I would never believe her because I would say, oh, you're just, you're making that up. There's no way that Mm -hmm. anxiety exists. Like you're, you're faking it. And I think that's the tendency that a lot of people who don't deal with anxiety have about others is, oh, what's anxiety like? And I would never wish anxiety upon anyone because it is the worst. It's something that you feel like you don't have control over. And ultimately it's not a fun, you know, space to be in. Mm -hmm. But um, like I said, for me, once I, once it hit, the first thing I did was I texted my sister and I said, I am so sorry that I did not believe you when we were younger because this sucks. Absolutely sucks. Um, but just being able to cope with it, I went to therapy for two years, um, just being able to talk through it and figure out the stuff that would work for me. I mean, for me, I try to pick and choose stuff that I love whenever I feel anxious. Like I'll play video games with my, my friends from Cincinnati um i'll go ahead and watch a show that i've loved as a kid like a comfort show almost Mm -hmm. i'll uh, play with my dog or even then just try to uh keep myself active like the gym has been a phenomenal outlet for myself uh been taking it very very seriously the past year now and it's just been a great outlet for every emotion that you're feeling if you feel sad you go to the gym if you feel angry go to the gym if you're happy, go to the gym. You know? <laughs> I love like you it to reminds me of Taj, my roommate. He's yeah, always Taj. in the gym, bro. And I'm just like, how do you do it? I just don't have the energy to just like to go and that's sometimes. Why, like, that's the thing <laughs> is that sometimes it's it's not for everyone, but um that I think has been 
the biggest help for me mentally has just been being able to talk to it, talk about it with my friends, family, you know, even now my coworkers, um, being able to go to the gym and use that as an outlet and therapy. Therapy helped out so much. Well, one, I think it's amazing how Milwaukee Bucks are doing that and making it feel like a welcoming environment. Because I feel like, especially nowadays, um, I feel like mental health is being more talked about than it has been ever in the past. And it kind of reminds me when you said, like, you didn't believe your sister. And I feel like it's because, like, a lot of people downplay mental illnesses, whether it's anxiety, depression, or whatever it may be. Everyone just kind of like, oh, like, you're fine. Like, you can get through it. Like, it's not as serious as you think it is, but you never truly know until I feel like you experience yourself. Yep. Anxiety is a beast of its own and I get it all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, it overtakes your entire body and you're just like, yeah. what yeah. the hell? Like, what is going on type of deal? And it's wild. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, highly recommend them to anyone that's looking for a job in the sports industry because They've done such a good job at the culture more than anything because, again, they really do care about the people there. Like, I, I think for all my coworkers that are listening to this, all my friends that are listening to this, that's the thing that I talk about the most is how much I love working for the organization. Um, you know, I was talking to my current manager now, Aaron, about it, but being able to talk through your problems with not only your coworkers, but your managers is like, it's something that I've never, it's like a new thing for me. I, mm -hmm. I like, it's so hard to put into words because, you know, at my old jobs, I felt like I could talk to my managers, but not like that, you know, it wasn't inviting. It wasn't inviting. Exactly. And exactly. I feel like when you have that sense of comfort, um, it makes things flow a lot easier where it's like, I don't feel pressured if I mess up. I don't feel pressured if I'm not understanding something because they make you feel comfortable enough to say, Hey, this is what's going on. And this is how I need help. And I think culture is huge in every organization. Cause if you don't necessarily align with the culture, don't get along, uh, it's not going to be a fit for you. And you can just completely tell like the difference of like you as a person, just like from seeing you work at FC Cincinnati to seeing where you are now, like there's a different vibe. Like you're just, you seem happier. You seem Thank like you're you. truly enjoying what you're doing. And I love seeing like your accolades on social media. So it's been, it's been a joy to watch you grow into who you are. No, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. I, I like to think of, every place that I go to a learning experience, regardless of whether it was good or bad, you know, it was still an experience. Um, love my time at FC Cincinnati, you know, my managers there were phenomenal. My coworkers there are some of my best friends to this day. Um, but ultimately I knew that I needed a change. I, I felt too comfortable in Cincinnati mm -hmm. and that leap of faith from, you know, moving to a different state. And it's so small in the grand scheme of things because I've lived in different countries. Uh, but for me, this was a big change because I had been living in Cincinnati for, I think it was six years, seven years in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was very happy there. There was nothing that anyone could do or say to make me want to leave. And it just came down to the right timing and the people at the Bucks and the inviting culture 
uh, all in all, they've made me extremely happy. Shout out to them because I, I, I truly do love what I do. That's really amazing. But I do have one question for you. Oh my gosh. Because so, it just came to me. So yeah, I'm going to go So you talked oh. about how like you lived in different countries and how this was a completely different beast for you moving to a different state. Do you think that the reason being is because you were doing it alone and you weren't moving with family? I would say, yeah, this was a completely different beast in itself because it was truly me by myself. Like I was moving where I don't have at, at least like a friend in my head. You know, mm -hmm. my sister would be my friend. My sister would be my rock every single place that I would go. Like if I didn't like my friends there, I would be like, oh, well, at least I got my sister back at home. Right. Um, but this one, I, I mean, all of my friends in Cincinnati probably heard me weighing on this choice for weeks because once I had the job offer, I knew it was like, oh, this is like the real deal now. Like I have an option to move. And it's something that I never planned. It's something that I never even considered up until the offer came. And I said to myself, I'm young. I have lived in Cincinnati for a long time. I want to explore the different parts of the world. Um, and just, you know, even if it was a mistake, which it absolutely wasn't, but even if it was, it would still be a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. like think of it all the time. I'm like, I've applied to jobs out of state before I've interviewed and it's, it's scary. Cause for me, like I've been in Northern Kentucky for 26 years. So right. the thought of moving away is absolutely terrifying for me, which is why I'm like, oh, like I'll just travel, <laughs> but you never know what the future has in store. So 100%, and I can totally relate to you on that because for me, once the pandemic hit and I was searching for a full-time job, I told my mom this, I, I believe I applied to over a hundred jobs total mm -hmm. would make super far when they get to the last interview almost every single time, but I was never good enough to make that leap. Right. So that's another reason why I thought the bucks were, you know, such a great organization to join because again, I had been rejected from people in sales that told me I'm not cut out for sales in the sport industry. People told me you would not make it far in sales. And I keep tabs of that kind of stuff. You know, like I, I'm a guy that's, I'll keep tabs in the back of my head. And once I have the opportunity to prove you wrong, like I'm going to do it. That's my mentality. And then even just recently, you know, once I got the promotion uh, with the group, groups account executive role here, I posted that on LinkedIn and all of these different organizations that had rejected me, had made it to the final interview, but they would just say, yeah, you're not cut out for it, whatever. They started liking my post. And I'm like, oh, I remember you. Like, I remember you well, right? But um, all in all, yeah, I, I think that it's just been crazy being able to take that leap of faith coming over here and seeing how far I've come in the last like seven months. Hey, all it takes is one opportunity. And I tell people that all the time. It's like, you're always going to have people who are going to doubt you, people who are going to say you can't do certain things but i always use it as motivation like you said uh just prove them wrong 
because that's fuel. Stereotypes are are real, and people literally love to see people fail. So when you can just prove them wrong, just do what you got to do. And I think what I can relate to in a sense is like when you're applying to all those jobs, you also have to realize like we're trying to get into a field where there's been people who've been laid off and have like. 12, 13 years of experience. I don't know how many times like I've gotten phone calls from companies and they're like, we received your application and we really appreciate it. But we've had people who have like 12 to 15 years of experience. And I'm like, and it plays with your mental game too. <laughs> I'm like, why would you call me and tell me you're not giving me an interview? Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I, I just remember this so well because once I got into the job application process, I started picking up on things like, we would make it to the final interview and I think I'd crush it. Like I would, I would have group interviews, everything. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, Oh, I did better than every single person in that room. 1000%. And then they would hire someone that is not as qualified as me, but they just knew someone in the organization, you know? And that's what it comes down to sometimes is, you know, the right people, you know, the right connections, like regardless of who's a better fit, like you might know the, you might know the the manager there, you know, so network, 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 network. I tell people all the time, it is so important, especially when you're trying to work in sports. (laughs) No, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, probably. Uh, to just chat it up and talk. It was nice seeing your face because it's been some time. <laughs> oh, wow. It's been a while. I'm glad and, to see you too, man. Seriously. But again, I thank you. Uh, so if anyone wants to continue having a conversation with you about anything that we talked about today, uh, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I'm an open book. If you guys want to reach out to me on Instagram, you can. My Instagram handle is rardo with a zero at the end. Um, and then LinkedIn for sure. I'm sure that you can post those links on there too, but, uh, yeah, either, or is completely okay with me. Like seriously, if you have any questions about my journey, about advice, mentorship, whatever it may be, I'm an open book, always willing to help people out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I'm going to put all of Gerardo's information in the description below. If you happen to reach out, please just make sure you notate on how you found him. That way he's not super confused. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose and ignite your why. Peace.